deep contentment, joy, and confidence in my everyday life with God. And by the way, I just said that. I didn't read it like I have it memorized. There is no reason for you to out me on reading it when I first started. Come on. Distorted thinking patterns where people are believing the wrong things and living out of that. I can't read stuff anymore. (laughs) Oh my God. Who came up with the idea of putting small print instructions on everything? Everything. You're much more kind than I am because (laughs) when I'm mad at you, I'm like, God, why is this woman in my life? (laughs) Wow. We want to get to a place where we have that conviction, where we've moved from, what have you done for me lately, God, to, I trust you, you are real, this is real, and I will I thought it would be fun today because we're in the holiday season. Right. We titled this podcast, Happy Holidays? With a question mark. And the idea of Happy Holidays is to really talk about holidays, talk about family. But I thought it'd be great for us to just start off by answering the question, what about the holidays do you remember from growing up that is either like your favorite memory or just what about the holidays was so special to you? Wow. I don't know if I could just name it in just one thing. It, it almost hits all the senses, right? From the smells, I can remember some of the foods. My mom would make these delicious sugar cookies and it just smells so good in the mm. house and desserts I only got once a year. Things that were just super special. So like those mm. kind of memories, favorite gifts and things. I remember I wanted a moped really, really badly. And it was super fun because my uncle was visiting and it was just him, my mom and me. And my mom had done a scavenger hunt for me to find clues all around. Mm. And she was saying, one of them, I just remember, it was a poem. You will find the next clue under the jam. And I remember like running to the kitchen and then it dawned on me, oh, jam, she meant my stereo. And so I ran to my room and under my stereo was the next clue. And so I was like running all over the house for all of these clues. My uncle was wow. just laughing and my mom was laughing. And I was laughing. And finally, it took me out to the garage and there was my black Honda moped. It was beautiful full, shiny, the best thing ever. And that's just one of the highlights that Mm. I think about. What about you? For me, like you said at the beginning, it's kind of a mixture of a lot of things, but really... I think my favorite memories around holidays, and these aren't just Christmas, but really any holiday where our family would get together. I had a really big family. My grandparents all had like 114 brothers and sisters. And so (laughs) it was this thing where when we would get together, it was a house full of people. I don't think I ever sat at an actual table. (laughs) Not even the kids do. No, I don't know. (laughs) I was always in the floor, legs crossed with my meal for the day because there were so many people that filled up the tables and the couches and the chairs and you name it. I mean, that's that's what it was. But I remember those days because of cousins and all of the people that we had and we just would play and we played different things. And sometimes we played games together. Sometimes it was just being together. But that's what I remember the most. I think that's what brings a smile to my face as I remember all of those family members all of the people gathering around. And of course, life changes and some of that's not even possible anymore. But I think of the fun things that we did 
like that. Wow. That was always super special to me. Yeah. That just makes my heart feel warm and happy. Like, I don't know, you had such a different experience, I think, just growing up than me as an only child from parents who divorced when I was young. And basically, I think the harder part was I wanted to spend more time with my family, but I had family all scattered. So it was like you spend time in this home for a little while and then you go see the other family in another home in another city. So there was always a lot of traveling for me. Mm-hmm. And it was both fun and also a little tiring at mm-hmm. times because I can remember as a kid, I get like the moped, but no time to ride because it's time to go see other family in other towns. Sure. And so there was some of that that I experienced, but overall, just real happy memories that everyone together, like you said, and food, I, I know it was the food too, because it was just, <laughs> it was such a cool part. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, food does that yeah, for us. Right. And that's probably, like you said, the smells, yes. the sounds, mm. the everything that really comes together to make those days special. And you're right. I probably do take it for granted Yeah, a lot of what I had growing up. And it didn't have to be that way. I was adopted yeah. when I was three days old. Right. And so I was adopted into this family. Wow. In many ways, my life was super blessed by being a part of this group of people who I can even say on both sides of my mom's family, my dad's family, things we all did together. That's so cool. And so it was such a a blessing to be a part of that and to have that in my life. And in some ways, the passage of time, yeah, you just remember those things even more fondly because some of that's not possible anymore. Yeah. And that sort of brings us to the question for today. We want to have a happy holidays. And in fact, that's our goal Yes, in having this conversation together is to hopefully help us all learn how to have happy holidays. Yeah. Because <laughs> absolutely, we want that, right? <laughs> and yet, why are the holidays difficult? Wow. Okay. You just asked a very loaded question between our own expectations. Looking back, if it's because I'm trying to recreate those memories, my best memories as a kid that I put a lot of pressure on (laughs) current holiday traditions. And as you're saying, that, it's probably good for us to acknowledge the fact that we realize out there listening are a couple of different audiences. Yes. One is our audience of People who are young couples, young adults, maybe college students, young families who are in the midst of this season of life where they're trying to figure out new holiday, whatever. (laughs) I like how you said whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because that's really what it is. It comes down to that. (laughs) Yeah. But then we also have in our audience older No, I'm not going to call them older. I'm going (laughs) to say- Seasoned. (laughs) Mature. Veterans of holidays. Yeah. But really those adults who have adult children, right? their kids are grown up, they're out of the house, they're in college, or they're getting married, or they're having their own families. So this is something that impacts every one of those audiences, but you might hear it differently. Your role in being a part of the solution rather than the problem right? Ooh. Might, <laughs> might be very different. Yeah. And so we acknowledge that we're speaking to those different people. And in our conversation today, and I think that's important. And so as you were saying, what makes it difficult? 
those are expectations. Expectations, yeah. Yeah, and and I can see how holidays have kind of changed as we have grown as mm-hmm. well. And I love how you're sort of saying these different categories that we find ourselves in because things were very different when I was a child than when I was a young adult, single young adult, than when we got married, young right. married couple, to now where we are today with adult children, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of watching how things have progressed how things have gone well, things that we want to share that maybe can help others in a particular situation. Yeah, I think it's our biggest temptation, no matter what stage we're in, to hold on to the past and try to recreate that. So even when you and I got married, I had all of my experiences that I was trying to hold on to because I wanted you who had never experienced A huge family. Yeah, I'm from a very small family. I always had a seat at a table, right? I never had to (laughs) sit on the floor. So I'm hearing you say that and I'm just like, wow, that's different. Yes. And so (laughs) I wanted you to experience that. And so there was something in me that said, hey, this is the way I want things to go. Right. And And then there was my side that I wanted you to experience my family. That small. This small, intimate kind of gathering where we're very intentional and we're very connected in a just an intimate way, like very small. And we learned something really quickly. (laughs) You can't do both of those things at the same Same time. time. Oh, no, it's impossible. (laughs) It is impossible. And so there is this latching on to holding on to the past. Yeah. That is part of the problem that we have to get through. It's not that what we experienced in our past wasn't full of joy and fun and all of those kinds of things. That's wonderful. Hold on to those memories. Right. But you can't recreate them moving forward. Right. It has to change. And that was where I found this struggle. I remember right after getting married, our early experiences with the holidays, just trying to please everybody. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't want anybody upset. (laughs) And I wanted like, everybody happy but there's only one day of christmas day yeah and you can't be in both places like your family's house and my family's house at the same time it doesn't work so this is how this conversation is going to go we're going to (laughs) start off by listing everything we did poorly right (laughs) yeah because well this wasn't in premarital counseling that i remember Okay. Maybe well, it was, but just in a different way. It didn't help that I was in another country well, when that's you true. were going through premarital <laughs> counseling. <laughs> It wasn't Zoom back then. Probably not. No, that's just a fact. (laughs) Okay, so some of these conversations really should come up at that point. right. But today, as people are listening, oops, we can't go back and do that. It's kind of like you and me. Can't go to premarital counseling after I've been married for 10 years. Well, or 26, as we are. Or 46, (laughs) as some who may be listening are. So. Yeah. So there is that. And, and and I think it's fair. Let's talk about the hard things. What didn't we do well? All the things you're talking about, the fear of other people's reaction, the trying to manage everyone's expectations all at one time, Ugh. the concern about disappointing people. I mean, that's a real deal. I don't yeah. want anyone to go through the holidays and come out disappointed because things didn't go well. Oh, the no. problem is we're talking about a lot of things that we can't control. Yeah. We can't manage other people's expectations. We nope. <laughs> cannot control how they're thinking about and whether or not they're going to be disappointed at the end of the holiday. We just cannot do that. But where the real problem is in all of this is we didn't have very good, intentional, clear communication. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I like how you're owning that because I don't know if it was just my being naive, which I do struggle with that, everybody who knows me, but I guess I kept thinking, oh, I hope everything's going to work out. And I just, I just like, oh, it's all going to be fine without really having this clear communication. Yeah. And it's funny because we'd come to the (laughs) end of one Christmas and be like, man, next year's going to be so much better. But we never did anything. I I wrote down in my notes for things. We never evaluated. No. And regrouped. <laughs> came up with a better plan. No, that's a mistake. And and I see it clearly now, but going through it for the first time, I just remember being really surprised by the conflicts that might come up or the disappointments or the whatever the the angst was, you know, yeah. around the way that the holidays didn't go right. the way I had hoped. And the worst part was that it seemed like the holidays then became a wedge mm-hmm. being driven between you and me. Right. And while we didn't clearly communicate with family, we didn't communicate with others, we didn't make a plan, Mm-mm. we didn't evaluate, we didn't come up with a better plan. <laughs> All the while, the stress and the pressure and everything else just keeps building and building and building to where you and I, anytime a holiday would be in the near future, it was sort of miserable. It was horrible. I, I just can remember that like dread, that feeling of, oh no, it, it's here, it comes again. And right. it was like unavoidable that we we're going to have some kind of something go off the rails. Right. Well, and as time goes by and as experiences are not positive right. all the time, yeah, you have a few things that happen that hurt you or make you angry. Yeah. Well, then the next time we're planning, I'm sitting here thinking, well, I don't want to be hurt again and I don't want to go through that <laughs> crap again. And so yep. um, you ask for something and I'm likely to say, you know what? I'd rather not. I know, which I mean, fair because nobody is wanting that. And it, it was just difficult. I guess I see kind of looking back that I felt kind of caught between. Mm-hmm. I caught in between trying to to please you and please my family or others' expectations. And me the same. Right? And we were almost at odds, you and me, mm-hmm. rather than us saying, hey, we both want the same thing. How can we work through this and make it better? I think what happens is there's so much on the outside. Oh, outside pressing pressure. In yeah. That instead of fighting through that yeah. and saying, hey, let's talk this out, we tend to just close in yeah. and go into self heart protection mode. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, I am going to protect myself at all costs through this. And then therefore, nobody's happy at the end of the holiday. (laughs) And we survived it. Uh, Barely. Barely. (laughs) I was going to say. Our marriage made it through, but now we have work to do. And scars. (laughs) Uh, Right. And all the things. Yeah, it was just hard. Do you remember the one holiday we were trying to get from one house to another in the middle of an ice storm? Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my gosh. How could I ever forget that? We spent the night. <laughs> yeah. Because those of you who are not familiar with ice storms. In uh, the South. In the South. Yeah. When the ice hits, Oof. you're not going anywhere. No. And we were driving. We were on the interstate. And all of a sudden, the ice set in and you felt the first little slip. Yeah. And then it's stop because there is no going forward. And so we spent the night on the interstate. I'm glad we had a full tank of gas because that that was nuts. Pro tip, always (laughs) fill up before a storm, right? Right. 
Yeah. I remember the craziest thing is we're sitting there. Interstates are shaped so that the water runs off to the edges. Right. So as you're sitting there, because ice has formed (laughs) underneath you and your tires, and all of a sudden you're just sliding sideways. I remember we ended up having to put our right two tires in the grass. Yes. Like that's how far. It was the only way. We had to go all the way over and over off the shoulder to keep from sliding anymore. It was nuts. Yeah. It was horrible. We don't want that kind of stress in my life. I don't. don't, (laughs) No. I I don't need that. No, thank you. And now that we are parents of adult children, we've had this conversation a lot about we don't want to be the one putting that kind of pressure and stress on them that they have to live up to something so much so that they would put themselves their life in danger in some way. I mean, we weren't like horrible danger. It wasn't like it was 30 below or anything like that. But it was just the stress factor was just ridiculous. And Let me go ahead and say this. There was a part where we were feeling a little pressure from family to be doing this, but really we put the pressure on ourselves. I didn't want to let anybody down. Exactly. I just remember that. Like, oh, I want to be able to be in both places and be there on time and be there for the dinner or the meal or whatever was planned. Yeah. So anybody who's listening, please don't hear us saying we're blaming anyone for our situation. This was a choice we made. This was us. We were like, oh, we can beat it. Wrong. Uh, hello. And we were trying to get six hours down the road and made it to the last two hours. And nope, <laughs> there was that was that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. so there were a lot of things in that that we look back and we say we didn't do this exactly right. No. But thankfully, we did learn. Oh, yeah. At the same time, where I think our mistake from there was that you and I worked something out. Yeah. And we set up these boundaries and it almost became this, I don't care what anybody else thinks. Yeah. I don't care what your family thinks. I don't care what my family thinks. This is what we're doing. (laughs) So we kind of went from one extreme, I'm going to please everyone, to the other, I don't really care what anybody else. I'm not pleasing anybody. Uh, Right, exactly. So we did that huge pendulum shift. Yeah. Yeah. Also not the best thing No, wouldn't do. recommend that either because that was hurtful for was. for family. And I, I do, I have some sadness mm-hmm. related to some of those kind of moments of our development. On one hand, we did learn where we wanted our boundaries to be, but yet we didn't communicate them in a very kind, loving way. We wanted to establish our own traditions. And we did. And there was some communication of that and some understanding of that. Yeah. And so we made progress. Right. And that was a good thing. Yeah. But it took a long time to get there. Yeah. And it felt like, I don't know, it just felt hard. I don't know another word to describe it because it's not comfortable. It isn't something that I was raised doing because now I'm not a child anymore. We were young adults with our own children trying to establish new patterns, new traditions traditions. And I wanted more validation from my family of, hey, this is great. I'm happy. And we got validation from other family members, but specific ones I wanted. I just didn't feel like I had the blessing of that Mm. over my decision making as a young adult. And to realize now. Yeah. Why? Mm hmm. And how that wasn't going to be possible. Yeah. When we were younger, that just felt hurtful. Now it's something we can understand. Right. We can move forward 
not dependent upon that. Right. Yeah. Because we understand sort of the mentality, the thought process, the season of life right. that those family members were, we're in, in at the time. And give grace and forgiveness and yeah. understanding. Yeah. And that's helpful now. That helps me to say, okay, and not beat myself up and not feel like, oh, I totally failed, you know, in so <laughs> many ways. I mean, to own it, take responsibility for the, the communication yes. that we were responsible for and didn't yeah. do very well. At the same time, not get stuck there in this forever, gosh, I really screwed that up, you know, and that was a disaster. But instead saying, okay, it was a part of my growing, part of my learning, part mm-hmm. of my development. And we can hopefully help some of our listeners who might be in this place right now. Henry Cloud talks all the time about the changes that heal. Oh, He's got a fantastic book I love, with that title. I love Dr. Cloud. And that's what he says. It takes 100% truth. Yes. 100% grace. Mm. which is undeserved favor. Right. We have to see it that way. But then time. Healing takes place when truth is present, grace is present over the course of time. And that's really what we have to push toward. That's what we have to lean into and say, okay, I know where I am today. Yeah. I can take a deep breath. I know where I would like to be. Yeah. And I have to distinguish the difference between a goal, something that I can work on personally and accomplish versus a desire. Oh, those are very different. Very different because mm. a lot of times our desires might be something like, I want everybody to be happy at the end of Christmas. Well, <laughs> there are a lot yeah. of people that I can't really influence, but what can I do Yeah. to contribute to the solution Rather than the problem. So that your goals aren't blocked and then you're frustrated right. at the end of it. Right. And yeah. at the end of the day, a desire is a desire and yeah. you, you have them and you want them, but you are not the last word in whether or not a desire actually comes into fruition. I mean, it just... Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. So you have to focus on your goals. What's within your circle of control? control yeah. Let's circle back okay. in this conversation to say, okay, what makes holidays hard? And mm. then we'll move from there into, well, what's the answer then? How can we have a happy holidays? Yeah. We were talking about what makes the holidays hard. Yeah. And uh, with that, things change. Well, yeah. I mean, we mature, we grow. Yeah, you grew up, right? You, you're <laughs> not that kid anymore. With the moped, yeah. <laughs> and your life has changed. Mm. And for many people, family has changed. I mean, some Gosh. people are not there anymore. So we have grief. We have loss. We, we have, do. We have lots of sadness around the holidays because we think back to those loved ones that are not here. And we miss them. We do. And some family relationships break up and go their separate ways. And so we have to be okay with that reality. Yeah. That's part of what makes this difficult. Mm. And I think we have to say, hey, this is going to be a little bit hard. And not be blindsided by that. Not let that catch us off guard and feel like, what's wrong with me? Or why am I not having the perfect Hallmark Christmas going on? Yeah, I put that next, what you just said, (laughs) kind of in my next thing of what makes holidays hard. Yeah. You could call it impossible expectations. I just call it Santa Claus mentality. (laughs) Because... 
you know, when I was a kid. Oh my gosh. And every one of my favorite holiday movies has this magical perfection. Oh, magical perfection. I love it. I love the magical <laughs> perfection of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh my gosh. I, I love of that. Of course movie. it worked out in the end and everybody helped pay him off and get him out of jail. That, of course. <laughs> Sorry for the spoiler. Oh, um, Clarence gets his wings. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's wonderful. I you know. know. Elf. Oh my gosh. I love that movie. He has a family. Aww. Magical perfection. These are wow. unrealistic. But we ex- want them. Yeah. We want this so much. Yes. And I guess what I'm trying to say is the reason it's part of the problem yeah. is because we have our eyes on this magical perfection. And what we need to realize is yeah. that we can have a happy holidays right. without a magical perfection. Okay. I like that. That's hope. Because, yeah, when I'm expecting magical perfection, I'm always going to be disappointed. Exactly. Yeah. When I rein my expectations in from the impossible. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sitting here in my mind thinking <laughs> of, oh, magical perfection has this person and this person and this person and this person all in the same room at the same time and everybody's happy to be there wow okay (laughs) i wish i could have captured your expression right now when you just like did that gesture that was perfect no that is that's magical perfection Perfection doesn't exist no we can still have a happy holidays (laughs) yes without that magical perfection naming it is important and maybe our listeners need to name the magical perfection that they're looking for Mm -hmm. and say yeah, it's probably not going to happen. And don't let that dishearten you. No, no. Because all you're dealing with at this point is the reality mm. of the way life is. Yes. And that there are certain people in your life outside of you, pretty much everyone <laughs> is someone you can't control. I was going to say, yeah, you only can control yourself. And so, therefore, right. be responsible for you yes. in this. Mm. It's great to have hopes. I'm not saying don't pray for oh, yeah. miracles to take place. Right. I hope and long mm. for that. Yes. But I'm not going to let my happiness ride on whether or not it happens today. Yeah. Today, I can be happy because I'm not setting my happiness on this magical perfection. Yeah. That's so good. So the other thing that makes holidays hard, I mean, this one hurts. Oh, okay, this one wait. hurts me. Let me let me brace. Okay, I'm ready. Bring it on. Selfishness. Ouch. Okay. Selfishness makes the holidays hard. You know, I, this is just annoying. Can I just say I'm kind of <laughs> annoyed by this one because I don't want this to be a thing. Yet I know you're speaking the truth here. All of us know this is right. Yeah. Whether we want to deal with this or not, but I don't want to deal with it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so next point. Uh, moving on. She doesn't want to deal with it. Oh, but you know what? We need to. Okay, okay. go ahead. I'm, I'm ready. I'm well, ready. I mean, what more can I say, really? Yeah. That selfishness is a huge problem. And so we have to get to this point where we are thinking of others first. But I want to put a little asterisk right here. Okay. We can't so be thinking of others that we jeopardize our marriage. Right. That our communication is not clear, that we start making decisions that become that wedge that drive us apart. Because if we're damaging this relationship, then ultimately we're damaging all our relationships for ourselves, for our family, for our kids. So there's a point where our marriage has to take priority, even as we're being unselfish. 
Right, which kind of goes back to Genesis chapter 2. This explains why a man must leave his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. And so what happens is, as a married couple, we have to have unity. We have to have this connection, this understanding, this bond that I'm not being who I need to be as a mature adult married person if I'm putting everybody else before my spouse. You and I have to put our relationship as central to then be the priority. Yes. The unity of the marriage relationship is not selfishness. Yeah, I know. What feels weird, and I can remember back when we early years of marriage, it felt so much like I was having to choose Mm. between you and like my family or my mom in particular. That was the relationship. And it was just this weird thing where I still felt so much like a child inside and I didn't want to disappoint or hurt my mom, but then I didn't want to disappoint or hurt you. And I just felt really caught in between who I was and who I was becoming. And it was just super hard for me. So as we're saying all of this, acknowledging the different audiences that are right. listening. Yeah. Your mom's goal was not to destroy our marriage. <laughs> no, not at all. And that's no one's no goal. No. I mean, if it is, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. But <laughs> the, that's no one's goal. Right. And so we have to understand the health and mental state of our children is dependent on the health of our marriage. We contribute right. to their wellness by being well. And strong together. Loving each other yes. well and yeah. us being together. And so the idea is if we think of this relationship as we are one yes, mm. and we act as one, right. then together right. we can be unselfish. Which is really helpful. And I I like this. And this was not something that I really saw modeled for me growing up. And so this was kind of a new concept. But I I hope it's helpful for some of our listeners because nobody had named this for me. This Mm -hmm. this tension, this feeling pulled apart like almost I was in some sort of tug of war. I felt like I was being disloyal to Mm -hmm. my family of origin when I was talking to you about our plans. I just wanted everybody happy. And that was the hardest part. And I couldn't please everybody. And now that we've kind of come through that phase and we're to this side, looking backward, I can see very clearly Mm -hmm. where what you're saying is so important. We're not going to feel like we're being pulled in different directions when we're one. Yeah, right. Because then we're just having a dialogue with the people who are not in our one. (laughs) Because there are only two people in our one. It's you and me. And as we are one then we're not being pulled in opposite directions because we're together. Which is we so are good. solid. Yeah. Which here is a point that I hadn't even thought about putting in this conversation until right now in this <laughs> moment. Which is that one of the best ways to have happy holidays is to work on your marriage every day. Oh wow. work on your oneness. Every day. Every day. Wow. And that was part of the problem is I think I was just divided. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of people struggle with that. Well, newly married. Oh, my gosh. Just to, trying to figure out what is this oneness thing. Yeah, well, yeah. And you have years with your family of origin mm-hmm. and your new marriage relationship doesn't have the years, the time you were talking about over mm-hmm. time. It doesn't have that yet. And so just making sure that you are doing the things for oneness and unity in your marriage. And for those of you who are adults of adult children who just got married, mm. how can you help their oneness? Oh, how my can gosh. you encourage yes. their oneness 
What can you do to have this conversation with them? Wow. So that their oneness, their unity is strengthened. Right. Which will benefit all of you over time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it, it will eliminate that dread that I remember experiencing yes. because I knew I was going to disappoint somebody. Mm-hmm. And it was just a matter of, well, you're going to blow something up, Tammy. You can't make everybody happy. And it was no. just, it was a lose-lose every time. Right. And I like how you said that. How can you support those marriages? In other words, can you take the pressure off of your expectations of when they're to be at your house on a particular day at a particular time? Can you help give grace there and understanding of maybe they're trying to juggle between multiple households and go different places to see all the family? How can you be a part of making that easier for them? Yeah, I mean, Stephen Covey said it well years ago, seek first to understand oh, habit five before trying to be understood yourself. Yeah. So that's exactly when we're talking about not being selfish. Wow. That's what we can do. And that's how we can contribute to the success and health of our kids' marriages. Well, and the thing with Habit 5 that I'm learning and I love, I found this thing and we can add it to our show notes, but there's a a piece under here that we all listen autobiographically when we're listening to somebody else. And a lot of times we're connecting somebody else's story with our own experience. Mm. And the part of this habit that's even better than most people listen is you're not trying to listen autobiographically. You're just just listening to the other person and listening to their needs and you're validating and reflecting back what they're saying. You're not yes. trying to give advice. You're not trying to tell them how you did it. You're not trying to all of those things. You're listening and saying, gosh, well, what I hear you saying is this. And so you're trying to really understand what somebody else is experiencing and not focus on yourself. That's huge. Right. Gosh, it's it very huge. And yeah. so if you're the parent of older children and you're feeling beat up right now, because we're talking to you, (laughs) we're going to shift and say, all right, young married couple involved in this. What's part of the solution? Because I guess we've moved from, okay, we've (laughs) talked about why this is hard. And we're moving into what can we do to make this better? Well, young person, (laughs) young couple, (laughs) uh, middle-aged couple who's still dealing with the same things because you've never resolved this. Oh, Patience. Understanding. Yeah. Same principle from Covey. Mm, Seek first to understand understand, before being understood. Because patience Mm. and knowing that all of us are kind of dealing with the same thing. There is that, what we talked about earlier, that nostalgic holding on to, wanting you to experience, wanting this experience to have that magical perfection, all of that. That's what your parents are going through. Wow. That's what they want. They want the best. They do. They do. They do. And whether or not your version of the best and their version (laughs) of the best is the same thing, you just understand that everybody at the holidays, especially. Wow. It's like we are grasping for that magical perfection. And so if we can pause. Take a breath. Be patient. Yes. And begin this conversation. Mm. Clear, intentional communication. Mom, dad, stepmom, stepdad. Mm. whomever I'm talking to in the moment, I'm listening to you. And so I'm going to take a moment and I want you to tell me what's your perfect Christmas? What's your perfect Thanksgiving? What's your perfect 4th of July? Wow. What would that look like? I like the way you said that. That's cool. And so hear them out. Yeah. Really listen to what is it that they're they're wanting. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. And then ask, Mm. can I share with you what my perfect would be? Mm Mm-hmm. 
And what you both may discover is that it's very similar. Right. Because both of you want a good, happy holidays. That's what everybody wants. That's the heart of it. And so it's this patience Mm -hmm. in communication, this understanding one another that starts this process toward healing. You've got to have this conversation. You can't just hope things are going to get better year after year, which is the mistake I made. Right. Whether it's a letter, (laughs) a text, some kind of a dialogue, some way that you can not get triggered, not get emotionally out of control. And maybe you sit down with your spouse and you start there. You guys dialogue with what is it that you want? for a happy holiday. And then, you know, you reach out to your family Mm -hmm. and say, hey, can we talk? Things have just been hard. I wish I could have had that conversation in those years to say, I'm dreading the holidays because this hasn't gone well and I want it to get better, right? (laughs) It's funny as you're saying that, I'm thinking if that's you and you're sitting here and you're thinking, gosh, I wish I could have this conversation. I'm sitting here listening (laughs) going, I probably need to go back and listen to our last podcast on I need to grow up and mature. Gosh, I in know. certain areas of my life before you have this conversation. I can have this conversation. Otherwise, I'm going to be petty. Oh, or triggered and angry exactly. or emotionally a wreck. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I want to come to this yeah. as a whole person. I want to come right. as a united marriage couple and let's have a real conversation Mm -hmm. that seeks first to understand. Right. Once the dialogue has started, and by the way, uh, maybe the smartest thing I've said in this entire conversation, if it's December 23rd. Oh, gosh. You're too late. (laughs) It's too late. To have this conversation. This has to be next year. For Christmas, yes. Uh, New Year's Day is not too early to start planning (laughs) for (laughs) Christmas. Yeah. Because this conversation may need to happen in phases, in shifts. It starts, you open the dialogue, you listen. Yeah. Everybody has an opportunity to think, to be patient. Right. To understand where the other person, the other parties are coming from. Right. And then you begin the process of planning it out together. Which is, I think, the key to long-lasting change and success. Because I know over time, that was how we grew into this holiday tradition of we'll travel at Thanksgiving, but not at Christmas. And Christmas became our pajama day where we weren't traveling and trying to go places. Yeah, our focus would be completely on our kids. Yeah. Nowadays, we zoom in. (laughs) <laughs> and everybody gets to visit on Christmas Day. Yeah. But it's not that pressure for that Christmas Day meal or anything right. like that. Yeah. Our focus is just letting our kids play. And we've explained that. Right. And I think our family understands that well. Now, they may be listening to this podcast going, boy, I wish it was different. Um, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know, not, not sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> uh, but, but really glad oh, that yeah. that's something that we communicated and yeah. we've done. And, and it's been several years now. And it's always been a really wonderful, wonderful day. In fact, we were talking to our youngest son <gasps> yeah. this morning. And he was just talking about how much he loves oh. Pajama Day from the Sunday breakfast. Oh, uh, he loves Sunday breakfast. We'll put the recipe in. Out there because that's our Christmas morning breakfast. You can prep it the night before and delicious. Yeah. Easy. It's it's great. Yummy. He loves that. And I'm so thankful that we had this conversation and that we established that Tradition. tradition as our family. Yeah, it's been wonderful. And so 
couple other things. We probably sound like a broken record over the last few weeks when we use the term gratitude. But once again, as we come around this idea of I want to have a happy holidays, we need to allow gratitude to fuel kindness. Right. What are the things instead of looking glass half empty and the things we don't have, look at the things we do have and the things we are thankful for. And I like how you said, let gratitude fuel kindness, because it's when we're thinking of the things we are grateful for, that it lights up a part of our brain Mm -hmm. (laughs) that releases the happy hormones and all the things that make us feel good. And that fuels kindness. 100%. And then last but not least, and this one's going to kind of blow your mind a little bit and sound really weird. Yeah. But Treat holidays like any other day. Oh, wow. So when I do that, I am taking the pressure off. It it just kills sometimes when I have so much pressure. It just like crushes my soul. And it feels like this is never. And that's the agreement I make. This is never going to be that. Or it's always going to be a letdown or disappointment. You've kind of mentioned a couple of things as a part of this. The idea of Christmas isn't Christmas unless it happens at 12 (laughs) o'clock on December the 25th. 25th, yeah. That's part of that pressure that Mm. creates the struggle, the stress, the everything is going to rise or fall, succeed or fail based on whether or not we meet that particular criteria. When if we say holidays just like any other day, Mm. then you may celebrate with Christmas on August the 15th because that's when everybody can get together. There's no pressure there. Everybody can travel. There are no ice storms on August the 15th, usually anywhere. (laughs) You know, I can't say everywhere. Everywhere. I do live in Montana, but whatever that takes to really begin to let go of things like that. And if I'm treating holidays like any other day, then I'm letting go of the pressure of trying to recreate some nostalgic feeling or memory or that memory we had as a child. Yeah, exactly. I know. And I I like that. And this isn't typical. This sounds a little weird because nobody else is saying this. Commercials you see or movies that are the magical kind of perfection and all. It's got to be that day or it's off. And that's too much. That's too much pressure for anything to live and thrive, right? Right. And Yeah. Like we said earlier, I mean, the world has changed from the days in which everybody in our family could get together all in one place, everybody happy, every family came together as a family. And we live in a different era. Back then, families knew each other before their kids got married. Because often the circle in which people lived just never really went super far beyond. If people went away to school, they came back. Right. And so there was that kind of culture in which people live. Well, now families are scattered. Right. All across the United States and literally around the world, people are scattered. And so the idea of getting everybody together, it just becomes more difficult. We add to that things like broken relationships and all of the other things that factor in. We're just reaching toward an expectation that's impossible. It's unrealistic. And so, of course, we're going to be disappointed when that is what we're hoping for. Right. It doesn't even make sense. But yet somewhere I struggle with this sometimes. And I like to just say, hey, it's okay if we get together, like you said, in August. Great. You know, we're together. And just taking that pressure off of the day is huge. Very much so. This is our hope. Yes. You've gotten a glimpse a little bit into... (laughs) 
Bruce and Tammy's life. I mean, right. we've we've lived through some of this. And like we said earlier, we didn't do things well at some points. And then sometimes we did. And when we got it right, we've learned right. through all of this. God has been gracious. Oh, yes. He has healed hurts and wounds along the way. Mm. He has restored relationships that were strained yes. in different moments. Mm. He's brought our families together in different ways than that we couldn't have even planned for or expected. Yes. And so it's been a wonderful, difficult journey. Mm. But if you want to have a happy holidays, part of that is embracing the difficulty, right? but planning <laughs> for it. Yeah, I like the planning and the communication and the patience yes. and the listening. I mean, all of these different things that we talked about are a big deal. <laughs> yes, these are investments yeah. that we make so that we can live off the interest. Oh, yeah, right. Because that's our goal is to have that vibrant and sustainable life. That's our hope and our prayer for you as you finish up this podcast. I pray that you'll write some of these things down and actually put them into practice this year. Year. Or maybe you've already got stuff this year. Maybe it's for coming years and coming holidays for the following, but that you'll work toward this process to really create the holiday traditions and the expectations and the things that will bring life and liberty and joy and peace into your family traditions. Yes, because a wholly authentic life yeah. that is vibrant and sustainable in Christ is one in which you can experience and have a happy holiday. Peace.